right, welcome back to the Tala Podcast. A special episode coming your way today. Of course, I got Gian with me. He wasn't there for the last podcast, but Op and Paul Murphy had plenty of things to say on that one. Of course, you can go check it out on Spotify or any other platforms that you use. Now, in this. Episode. We have a true Bangkok United special. Yes, my good friend Gian got a great opportunity and spoke with Mano Poking, true Bangkok United head coach, a couple of days ago regarding the current situation with the club, transfer rumors, as well as plans headed forward. Now, Gian, obviously you missed out on the last part, but what what was your overall take on it? Yeah, so obviously that was a quite interesting topic to talk about, both Muang Tong and Swo Prakan, uh, as the main ones from, from your last pod. Uh, I'd say quickly on the on the players at Muang Tong signs, so Picha, Pumin, and Chat Mongkon. Uh, judging by Gamma's comments uh, at the press conference, which I wrote up a thing for Muang Tong's website, he he's very impressed by Chat Mongkon. I think that he's he wants to play him very regularly. You know, even though he's a lone player, I think Gamma, if he stays beyond the season. Probably wants it to be a permanent deal because he was very complimentary about him, uh, and said he wants to develop him in a similar way to how he uh, worked with Titi Pan and Pitiwat at Chiang Rai. He sees him as that kind of player, which I think is, I mean, based on what we've seen, there's definitely a possibility that he could develop that way. Uh, then on to Picha, he says Picha is pretty good at scoring goals, and then he has a good sense of when to get in the box and score goals. Uh, I'm not sure on that, but I'll take his word for it and see what he does with Picha this season. But I'm not sure on that part. And then Pumin is the one I've seen the least. Uh, and Gamma said that he he is very impressed by Pumin's sort of ability in one-on-one situations. That there's no other player in uh, Meng Tong who is as good one-on-one as Pumin is. So it gives him new options uh, in attack. And overall, I mean, Gamma is very good with young players. And he's very good with versatile players, and those are you know Chat Mongkon, Picha, Pumin. They fit both of those. So I, I would like to think that these are Gamma's choices for signings. And I mean, I'm if if they are, I'm pretty confident that they'll that they'll do well in Mongkon. Yeah. Yeah, and obviously before we go on to today's topic of True Bangkok, what do you think of Samut Prakan and how they signed Chakit? And obviously have been linked to Chaturapat. Yeah, I think that Smut Prakan might actually be having one of the best sort of post-COVID windows or COVID struggling, uh, dealing with that. Uh, there was rumors, you know, negative rumors there. Oh, the B team might get released, this and that. But so far, it looks like they've done pretty well. They're not really going to miss Pichai if they have, you know, uh, Jacket and Datura Pat on the left because Datura Pat is incredible uh, going down the left, the left side creating space and Jacket's comfortable with both feet. You know, he comes inside, he can be very lethal uh, coming in from the left as well. So I think that they could, if, if they do play with a back four and Jacket wide and Jatura Pat, uh, you know, as a pair down the flank, they could be really lethal this season. Yeah, now let's jump into today's topic. Obviously you did speak with Mano Poking and he had lots of things to share. I mean, I'll include the audio as well in this podcast for you listeners out there who are interested in Gian's conversation with the True Bangkok head coach. Now, different different things that you discuss with him. We I, I'll break it down to 
various subtopics. But the first one, I mean, the, the overall mood in the camp uh, after speaking with Mano, what, what were your takeaways about how Chu Bangkok is dealing with the new normal and how the COVID-19 situation has struck them? Well, now at the moment, we start since three weeks. It has been very good because, as I said, everyone was missing. You can train alone, you can be responsible, you can be professional, but the training with the team, is, you cannot compare with anything else. So it means you can see in the training now that they are really happy to be back. Yeah. Okay, in their mind and in our mind also, is of course that long period that we have in front of us. Yeah. probably don't make you so excited because you know there is no game, no competition. What is always important for players to have the competition. But the, the first weeks, of course, they are very nice because everyone was missing that. As I said, you cannot compensate the training in the ground with the, the gym. Yeah. And, uh, but at least they kept uh, themselves in a good shape. They didn't get so much fat or something like that. So, And that's why having now 13 weeks of training, <laughs> it means we can start very slow and build that fitness yeah. uh, with a lot of time. I mean, if they will be not fit in September, it would be a very clear our mistake. Yes, we have time. Yeah, I think that just judging by what he said, they're more prepared than most teams. Uh, I mean, we'll get onto the other specific things they've done to prepare later, but they look like they're in control of it, the situation. And I thought that I would see them, you know, more disappointed because after four games, four wins, to have, you know, months off is quite difficult to get back into the same rhythm. I think that they're very optimistic about it. And they seem to be, you know, heading in a good way with their training and their plans. Uh, they've got 13 weeks. They can work on a lot in that time. They have most of the squad here. Uh, so even though it will, it's tough for them to break the momentum, they look like they're a team with at least the, the mentality to pick it up again when the league restarts. Yeah, and talking about being in control and linking that with the professionalism side of it, Mano did say that all the players, every single player in the squad has now had a contract extension to at least the end of the season, meaning that to, you know, midway through 2021, they will still be there with the club. And of course, you did speak with him about Hoso Guy, who's on loan from Buiram, that obviously by November, his contract will be up, but Chubanko are looking to extend you know, his stay with the team. Do, do you think this is something that obviously other clubs should see and take it as an example? And how 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 happy do you think this is for not only Mano himself, but for, for the players in, in the team? It was the first thing that we discussed. I mean, we knew the players that have the contra finishing and would be fair enough at least to extend for the six months to give them the real chance again yeah. to play all the season. And after that, we still can see if we will extend for longer, but mm -hmm. at least now we make sure that all of them can play until end of the season. It means until middle of 2021. So Buriram agreed that most of the guys' loan will go until next May? No, the loan uh, agreement with uh, Buriram and Hozukai was finishing. It yes. means Hozukai was then a free player. Oh. So we just signed him. Sign him. 
Now you can play him against Buiram too. It's <laughs> improvement now. You can play him against Buiram as well. Probably only when finish the long contract, yeah. 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 second leg. Yeah, I mean, this is definitely like the best example I've seen of forward planning in, since we started this whole COVID situation. Because, I mean, I think a lot of us for, like, forgot that the season is going to end next May and it means contracts are not automatically extended. Like, for me, I I didn't even realize that this was a problem until we had the whole Gamma situation. You know, a few weeks ago, we were involved in, you know, doing a piece to try and popularize the fact that Mugatong were stalling on his contract. So, I didn't even realize it was a problem. I thought, oh, the season ends, contracts end of the season, makes sense. But, oh, I forgot November is the cutoff date. So, it looks like most clubs have also forgotten that somehow, but BU have not. And they've immediately said, okay, let's go all the way to the end of the season. And remember, even uh, the recent news, even the Thai FA and True Visions haven't extended their contract yet. You know, even they're struggling with their with the terms of that. But internally within BU, they were very they had a lot of foresight, more foresight than anybody else to say, okay, season now ends in May, contracts in November. Now they have to end in May, or else we're going to be in a big situation problem. And on Hustle Guy specifically, what this does is quite funny, is because because he's on loan now from Buriram, he can't play against them in the first leg. But because the season is extended, he becomes a free agent in November. So then they've already signed a six-month contract from him from November onwards as a free agent. So that's that's the transfer happening. So in the second leg, he's no longer on loan and can play against Buriram. So in a way, it's almost, I mean, now they have to pay his full wages, whereas before Buriram were paying some of his wages as well. But it's really good that they've, you know, uh, have him second leg of the season against Buriram, who could end up being, you know, as they always are, BU's title rivals. Yeah. And going off the the topic of challenging for the title obviously last year wow nelson bonilla played such a big mm. part in true bangkok and i i know true bangkok obviously last few seasons they've been hovering around second and third i know in 2019 wasn't the best finishing fourth a little bit of a drop but still they went very far in cup competitions but with Bonilla, Mano spoke about him and said that you know they're still in talks. They're not so sure yet whether he's returning from El Salvador or not. What do you think will happen with, with Bonilla? I mean, Brenner's in the side now. He did score his first goal in the Thai League against Chiang Rai in that 4-1 win. Do you think Bonilla will come back? Or, I mean, do you see him coming back? We are in talks with Bonilla. Bonilla is one of the cases like the other players that left the country. I mean, he left before the pandemic, the, yeah. before the coronavirus because of his injury. But now at the moment, he's in the same boat like the other players that we don't know when we can get them back. Yeah. Now, yesterday, very new, the government said that, okay, people with working permit, they can come back, but it's still the way to find the flights because there is no commercial flight to come back. Yeah, yeah. Must be provided from the embassy. It means Bonilla is in El Salvador, a very small island. Eh? I don't know if it will be possible, but the talks with Bonilla, they were very clear from my side. I was in touch with him all the time. It's, we have to, to see and wait because yeah. we have one more player. We have now a very difficult situation with the financials for all the clubs. It's not easy to keep one more foreign player, especially 
from that good level. Yeah. So and and Bonilla's contract was the contract that was finished now, comparing to the other guys. Mm -hmm. That made the difference. So yeah. To see, and he was long time in. All this plays a big role, but we are in touch. We are yeah. trying to to find the best solution. Yeah? Yeah. If he can come back and can join the team, or if uh, he doesn't wanna take the the training to to see how he is, maybe you wanna straight go to another club. We are in this kind of talks, yeah. Yeah? because we have another player. Some clubs have interest in Bonilla. It's also a financial point yeah. to balance that. Mm -hmm. So. At the moment, you are in talks, but there is nothing uh, clear until now. I mean, the smart thing to do, if they have the money to do it, is to get Bonilla back, load him out for the first leg of the season, get him back for the second leg of the season, or he can play in the level of the Cups or even the AFC Champions League, you know, which will be, if it continues on the regular schedule, it will take place during the second half of the Thai season, there'll be the qualifiers in the group stage. So he could be in that team to provide more depth as well. So, I mean, there's definitely a use for him. And I'm sure BU have thought of that. But as of now, they're receiving a lot of offers. And I guess that if there's a chance to make back some money during this COVID time, they'll probably take it. And we know that Port probably need a striker, as we've said on the pod with Tom Rills a few, you know, two weeks ago, I think it was, and a week and a half ago. Um, we said they, they definitely need somebody who can play up top. And Bunny is not the number nine they need, but you know, Port don't look at that. Port look at name recognition. So Bunny is obviously one of their targets. And BG, of course, need it probably with the whole team they have. Um, they probably could do better up front than what they have right now in terms of the foreign players. As good as, you know, Tardelli is, I'm sure that if they had the chance to get Bunia with his scoring record in T1, they'd probably go for it. So there's no shortage of offers. Now it's all about being able to fly back to Thailand. You know, that's the only problem that they face. I'm sure if he lands here, to have a whole host of options on how to deal with him. Yeah, Nelson Bonilla, I mean, very, very talented striker. Two seasons in Thailand. First one, obviously, with Suho Thai. The second with True Bangkok. And he's already banged in 41 goals. Yes, 41 goals in Thailand. What? Uh, what a statistic there. I mean, he is a guaranteed finisher. Now, talking about finishers, yes, True Bangkok have a, a couple of decent ones in their team as well. Young ones, Michael Chaiton, who his club in Japan, the B team of FC Tokyo, will no longer send a team, meaning that he will come back. And Shell Gandapon, yeah, infamously missed that penalty to you know, send Port to the FA Cup final, but I'm sure that's behind him and he's improved his form now. Mano seemed pretty pleased with these two young lads joining the team. Do you think these two guys, Shell and, and Michael, will get lots of playing time this year? Or, I mean, do you think there's still a, a development and it's still sort of a long shot for them to, to feature in this true Bangkok side? Michael coming back from Japan. Yeah. That is always a player that I said that uh, I really believe that that he can do it. Mm -hmm. And uh, it happens the same. I mean, Tokyo just uh, finished the B team, yeah. so for him it would make no sense to stay there and training. So he is coming back to us, and we have some under 19 
very good talents like Shell, like Mark, this player Shell even played uh, the, this cup game, remember yeah, the striker? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, and it's good that, that they are 19, so we still can have them this year with us, they are all in our list. Yeah. Yeah? And okay, we still have a very, very young squad yeah, with, with Anon, with Kia, with all these players that are playing regularly with us now. Yeah. yeah, so uh, as, as Mano mentioned, uh, they had to get rid of a lot of players from the B team and loan them out because there is no more T4. You know, there is no more uh, place for the B teams to play, Tidy one B teams play, as it stands. We, we don't know if the decision will reverse, but as of now, it looks like. Um, there won't be a place for B teams. So Manu sort of said this on the recording, also elaborated more off air, that uh, with the B team players, they were able to train with the first team. And then, you know, the, on the same weekend as the first team would play against, you know, in T1, they'd be able to play in D4 uh, against another team. Uh, and that would give me to work for every week, you know, because if you're just gonna train, 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 but you never get to go on the pitch and never get to play competitively, there's no, sort of end goal for every week of training. So having the B team train with the first team and get to play regular football in a competitive environment was massive for them. And it helped B team, the B players develop a lot. But what's happened now is because there is no more B team fixtures, because T4 is you know, not gonna be played this year. Um, he's already signed and secured deals for most of the current B team. to Everybody over the age of 19 to get loaned out. So clubs in T3, T2 and T3 have already offered uh, a lot of, you know, contracts for their young players. And I think most already have new clubs they're going to go to. So instead of doing what they do with the, with the B team, they will now get the U19 players to train with the first team and then play in the U19 league. So as a result, we probably will see instead of guys age 20, 21, 22, 23 padding out the squad, those guys go out on loan to get first team football. And people who are aged 18 and 19, like Chayaton, like Guntapon, are gonna get to be padding out the squad, which means definitely more game time for both of them. And I think in general, it's probably a bit better uh, in a weird sense because it forces this generation to develop quicker. Because like, uh, it's been a thing in the past and this is something a point that Grant showed me uh, with his excellent knowledge of youth teams in Thailand that BU have not made the most of their academy and they often don't give chances until they're too late. So you look at uh, the right back jacket, you know, who was loaned out to FC Tokyo as well and then uh, Samut Prakan. He hasn't been able to get many games for Bangkok United because he's already 23 now, I think he is. So if you get players in even earlier, they probably could get to a higher, you know, reach a higher level if they're playing at a, you know, in the first team at an earlier age. Yeah, and you make a great point there about how young Thai players should really get that experience, whether it's practicing or a little bit of game time here and there with the the main team. I mean, we see it so many times and I think Buriram has probably been the, the most obvious example of how if you push a young Thai player too early, there's probably more benefits to loss in terms of mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the experience that you're going to gain. And I know sometimes you can sort of send a, a, a young boy out there who's a little bit naive to the situation, to the game. But in the long run, in the long run, I think when you talk about development, you need to sort of do a few tests and rough it up a bit for them for the long-term project and for the end goal 
to be successful. And I, I think that this example of, of what you just mentioned there with True Bangkok is a very good and very clear direction of how they're gonna go with the youth and they're gonna try to develop what they have right now. So about on b a b u e r a m for whatever reason, they seem to know when a guy is 19 whether or not he's good enough for the first team or not. And I, I, I you know, like to speak to somebody there. What's the philosophy here? But it seems like they they don't do what m u n t o n g do, which is sit around and wait forever and hope that maybe one day they'll come good when they're in their mid 20 s And by then you've wasted time because you're not giving them attention to develop in your first team. So. I mean, so far, which model seems to have worked more? I think Bournemouth has worked best, as while m u l t o n g had produced more quantity players. All of the highest quality m u l t o n g players, the ones who've actually left and gotten first team action somewhere else. So I think by doing this, it forces BU to change from the m u l t o n g l i k e model, which is let's just keep the B team and. See if anybody blooms late, but don't push young players in the first team. They've had to move now towards a more Buriram-like model, which is 19 years old, 20 years old. You're going to get some first team game time, uh, and I think that we will end up seeing. BU will be a good test whether moving to this new model actually improves the number of young players coming through because BU. They've done everything right in terms of we talked about you know infrastructure and coaching and everything, but the one sort of mark against them is that that their squad is not very young, and very few young players get time there. And like apart from Whistler, I don't think anybody has come through their academy and has been incredibly successful. So now we will see that okay, we've had this change is forced because of COVID, but it might end up helping them. It end up providing a model for other clubs to follow when it comes to developing young players. Yeah, and one final topic before we wrap things up. You discussed with him about the potential of the Thai league coming back earlier, maybe in August, maybe a few weeks before what the the fixed date was set on. And there's been lots of talks. There's been lots of pressure from True Vision saying, "You yeah. know, we want the league to come back." Obviously, nobody wants to go. Long extended periods of time without football, but Mano was pretty clear, saying that the league coming back earlier would disrupt not only his team but the way that other teams are running training sessions and team preparation. So, for you, what what's your what's your take on this? Look, now I would oppose that because again we are planning everything now yeah. with this schedule now to reschedule everything. Yeah. We still don't have important players like Vander and Michael, not in the country. Yeah. I mean, they are key players for us, so it would be important to have time to work with them when they are back. If the league will start now, I, I, I even don't know if I will have them here. Yeah, yeah. So, and we make all the plans, and now all the 13 weeks, 13 weeks preseason plan according to the league starting in September. Yeah. yeah. So, but of course, uh, True Vision is our. Uh, Our main, uh, or two is our main sponsor. They have a lot of rights on on us. They have yes. a lot of rights on the league. Yeah, there is contracts there, but as a coach, of course, I don't get too much involved on that. I yeah. just miss the game. I want to play the game so soon as possible. But again, was scheduled to start in September. We are now making all the plans for that. And if they have to change, okay. And if it's good for for the club and for our main sponsorship. 
I mean, I was a bit surprised that he was so sort of out of step with what True Vision's the 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 TV company wanted, you know, because obviously it's a different thing. That True Vision's the club and True Vision's the TV company have very different interests, and this doesn't usually happen. But now it seems to be the case that the TV company, first of all, their contract runs out at the end of this year, right? And they haven't extended it with the FA, and DAZN is going to come in from next season, which was supposed to start at the beginning of next year. And what the Thai FA um, is offering now is okay. We'll extend your contract till May as well. But at least when this dispute started, True Vision said two weeks. I think that's pretty, you know, crazy to think you can just say to players two weeks we're going to play football. It's a bit crazy. Um, but yeah, Mano's like we need the whole time to prepare. We've already gotten in this mode of I've already planned out what we're going to do for the 13 weeks. We have this time now, and I hope that we get to keep it because it's going to disrupt our plan. It makes perfect sense. I think what True wanted, make, given their situation, makes perfect sense. What Mano wants, given his situation, makes perfect sense. So we just got to see how how it develops, and it all depends now on uh, the contract between True and the FA, and see how that goes. All right. Thank you so much for listening to this pod. Till next time, peace.